Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yoda Speed, it's the sport of episode 239. I believe I have the whole crew, but let's make sure. Roll call. John, do I have you? Uh, present. Stuart? Oh, yeah, baby. You know it. Good one. And do we have Chicken Fingers 69? I'm, I'm right here. Awesome. Thanks for coming back, Fingers. It was, no, uh, th- thanks for having me. It was touch and go there last week. You made a pretty grievous error, but then we realized we do that every week, so you're going to fit in just fine here. So welcome back. We went back and reviewed all of the other errors we made, and we we decided that we should not only have you back, but you should probably record your own podcast full of similar errors. Which, that decision is its own error. I, I get it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it fits in with the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, I, have, I have eight questions prepared this evening, so we should just get started as quick as possible. Uh, my first question is for Stu. Um, Yo. Stu, are you, can you please try to channel George Polanco's mom, or Jorge, if you will, <laughs> And <laughs> okay. and uh, and defend little Georgie's actions here. Suspended eighty games for taking just basically straight up steroids. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're his mom here, please can you can you make any sense of this at all? He's a good son, and <laughs> he, he's a clean he's boy. A, he's a clean boy. <laughs> he's okay. He's gonna sleep on your couch. Uh, yeah, I can't. I man, I mean everyone kind of was really happy with his like late uh 2017 like that switch came on. That's what people are talking about. It's like holy shit, he can cuz I mean, he had been a longtime bane of former co-host Clarence Swamptown's existence. He sure. just couldn't play the position and he wasn't ready. And yep. all of a sudden, he was ready. He was hitting for power, playing great and uh well, I think, I think the uh, important thing was that when a guy whose arms used to look like pipe cleaners and who was six foot three, one hundred and eleven pounds, started jacking homers, all of us asked no questions whatsoever. That was the important no. part of the whole thing. No, it was just fun. It was a great run. They were going to the wild card, and like this guy contributed out of nowhere. Probably, God, I want to say maybe one of their top three hitters, like in August or September, something just. Just out of his mind, OPS numbers, jacks, dongs, you know, sloppy taters, everything you could ask for. And uh, then then 
then the P-test came back, and uh, now he's got to sit for 80 games, and if they should be fortunate enough to get into that second wild card spot again this year, he will be unavailable. So, uh, yeah, I think if I'm his mom, I'm just, I love, I love my, I love my beautiful son, but really don't want to talk about it right now. So maybe not so much angry, but disappointed. One of those, one of those moves. Exactly. That's exactly where she's at right now. And you know who took, uh, who took the brunt of the, the, the punishment and lack of playing time due to, due to Georgie is our guy Ed Escobar. And he never said a thing. Ed. Uh, It just, no. Yeah. Set your watch he's by that worker. guy's consistency, and he's Head the one down. that gets screwed out of it. Head down, shoulder to the wheel, mm-hmm. like we are. Big and, rocks uh, and the little rocks. Lunch pail, <laughs> hard hat, work boots. He's not Shows drinking yep. steroid it's a shakes. Bologna sandwich. No, he said nope. He's he a drinks hard hat glass guy. milk, bologna sandwich, goes to work. Thermos mm-hmm. of black coffee. I'm yep. I'm I'm here to work, coach. Tell me where to go. I'll go yep. and I'll and I'll and I'll Hot thrive. Hot. You say jump, I say how high. Mm-hmm. That's our Ed. So yeah, it was. It's kind of an odd thing because I haven't really paid much attention to the other guys getting in trouble for steroids. There just haven't been that many of them. But he was tested positive for an very obvious steroid, like the most common steroid mm-hmm. that was ever used. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like some sort of newfangled, oh, this was on yeah. just barely on the band <laughs> list. Like he did, he just did the regular steroids. Yeah, he, His, got, uh, he said, got the bottle yeah. that just said steroids, steroids. in big letters. No, it's like it's, the, yeah. the it's Ford like, it doesn't Taurus say anything steroids. Else. It's just ubiquitous. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Ford, like Ford on the front of a truck. You know, <laughs> yeah. instead yeah. of Ford, it says steroid. Steroids. It's very obvious, yeah. So do you – I'm just very curious at what he – is it just one of those things where, hey, I hope I don't have to take a test or I hope it's out of my system at this point? We'll never know because he's not going to answer any of these questions. But that's, to me, if we had some sodium pentothal. If Jorge, if you're listening, which I know you are, if you agree to take some sodium pentothal, you, are, you can be a guest, and we would just love to have you on just to have a conversation with you for about an hour there. Because that's what is confusing to me of just like, you know what, I'm going to risk it and see what happens. Or So, well, he, he's seen, he has seen the other suspensions, so he knows that he will get suspended if he takes that substance. So the, the options are he's telling the truth, and he was given this supplement by, a tr- by somebody he trusts and was lied to and didn't know what was mm-hmm. in it. He just trusted that, that it was clean. Option one. That's one yep. option. Option two is he knew he was taking a steroid, but he was also taking what he thought was a masking agent, and it didn't work. Mm. Mm-hmm. Off-brand masking agent, sure. And I think that's all we really have for options. I mean, <laughs> that's op- it. His, that's the it. option is not, I, mean, I didn't know that yeah, that was a steroid. That's not option. A, that's, that's not. not a third yeah. Nope. Is so there option just, three? Is that I, I think option three is that Jorge Polanco looked and said, "Well, I have two choices here. I can start juicing. I hopefully this will make me hit for at least part of a major league season, and then when I get suspended, I will have at least another season where everyone's like, well, no. maybe he can get back to his pre-steroids.' No, that's I don't think any. Maybe." That just can't be. I mean, like, I know I'll just, get caught, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's just pure foolishness, but it does make some sense. Like, if he if he hadn't had that jump in his second half production in 2017, he wouldn't be he, out of pretty much. 
He'd be pretty much out of baseball no. now, wouldn't he? No. I think he's young enough. Yeah. 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 All right. You're going, John, that was, that was the Melky Cabrera angle. That was your <laughs> Melky Cabrera. Yeah, that's what he did. Like, All right. oh, fuck it. Take just a, give it a try. Take option three off the table, then. Yeah. Option three is not an option. Something's, it's, it's a lot of Dominican players. Something is going on. I just don't know what it is. And I suspect nothing will change until the super, until the players that are impacted are, are like the Boston Red Sox best players or the Yankees best players that are from mm-hmm. the Dominican and they begin getting suspended in waves. Then Dodgers. Then changes will be made. One or two... Uh, of, of the players from their teams, probably not. But in, if it becomes an epidemic that impacts them, that's typically how it works. Then, then changes start happening. But I haven't been paying much attention. Don't really give a shit if our guys get get suspended. Let's say the let's say just for sake of argument, the height of the steroid era, as in the mo- highest percentage of Major League Baseball players taking steroids, was like. 2000 let's just say that's the that's the year compared to that what percentage of guys are still taking steroids with super cool masking agents compared to then do you think is it like do you think it's been reduced by half or 75 percent or just like 20 percent and they're still it's it's that masking agent thing that we just don't know how far ahead of baseball are the chemists how far ahead of the tests are the Scientists, I bet they're way. We just don't know. That would be my guess too. Super far ahead. Lots of money in being way ahead of baseball, and it's probably not that hard to be way ahead of baseball. That would be my guess. So, like the guys that train in Florida and California have access to to way far ahead. Super cool drugs. Some drugs that are so cool we haven't even heard them before. Yeah, the stuff we don't even know about. But the guys that train in the Dominican in the off season don't. They have like the the lower brand stuff that works sometimes, but not every time. Maybe gets they, cut with yeah. some other thing. I don't know. They have this stuff that was sent from like Manhattan Beach because it wasn't quite good enough. They're like, ah, fuck. It's like the Super Bowl losing hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, yeah, send them somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, guys aren't. I was going to say guys aren't necessarily as jacked as they were back then, but it's possible. I mean, that guys are huge. Anyway, uh, it's possible just their training has changed. They so that's are not really large, a factor. They're not as bulky. There isn't the Jose Canseco. What? There's not that level of bulk. They're large and strong. They're not yeah. uh, bulky. It's Mark possible McGuire. though. Like, but yeah. if you look at like Giancarlo Stanton, another difference is that I don't think he's wearing the spray paint uniform like Canseco wore. <laughs> he's actually. Wearing Maybe clothes, he is just as big. Yeah, I don't know, like a regular uniform, not regular uniform. Yeah, body paint. That's yeah, true. not body paint. So that might be a difference too. But that just was—it was striking to me. I've just been kind of out of the loop, uh, suspensions-wise, of like, oh, that's just—he's just doing regular steroids. I didn't think that was a thing anymore. He's old school, I man. Just, he kicks it old school. I, that's why I just classics. think it's—he yeah. either trusted the wrong person. Or his masking agent didn't work. I just can't imagine him taking it and thinking, oh, I'm going to get caught. I don't really care. Or not knowing it's illegal. Or maybe they won't test me 
Maybe it'll be out of my system. No, he I can't just, be that yeah. dumb. No, I just don't buy that. Hmm. Well, yeah. if any steroid users bad. or uh, chemists would like to come on, we'd love to talk to you. If yeah. you're a Dominican drug mule, let yep. us know. <laughs> or maybe a combination, a chemist and user and drug mule, like a guy who's just like the trifecta If you got expert. the balloons yeah. of stuff. Wait, vertically integrated. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Isn't that – isn't is, no, no, we're still recording. I just remembered isn't, – isn't Wade in, in like – Central America right now. Oh, oh boy, Uh-oh. is he really? Oh yeah, he is. He's on vacation. He's on vacation. Va- vacation in quotes. Hmm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> in quotes. He's always been looking for a little side hustle, yeah. like a little extra pocket money. All, all those Saint Olaf guys just—they love money. They love money and choirs. That's it. Ugh. Money and choirs. <laughs> <laughs> the big Cash two. money and quiet. Yep. I can just picture Wade in like a white sport coat with no shirt on underneath. <laughs> Loafers. Yep. Getting off a jet airplane yep. on some jungle runway. Mm-hmm. He's a drug mule. He's got loads of steroids in a balloon in his butt. In his butt. Guaranteed. Drug mule. There's yeah. definitely something illegal up Wade's butt right now. Hmm. I okay, so yeah. in the meantime, with uh, with little, little Georgie being out, what does the what is the plan now, Stu? Do you know what that is, Ed? Um, Ed, let's Ed? see. I think it's Ed and uh, who that that free agent they signed, Arianza and Ibar. Oh, yeah, Eric Ibar. So yeah, those guys, E Hire, Eric Ibar, and Ed. <laughs> it's a strong E contingent. <laughs> lots, lots of E. So. Uh, and as far as we know, uh, we don't know that uh, Irv is, he might be dead. So um, things are uh, not, they're not going super smooth down in Fort Myers. No, no, there's been better spring trainings. Yeah. We were all and pretty happy. Yeah, the the uh, signings, I mean, obviously, you know, they got the, that Lance Lynn thing really, and Logan Morrison really. Seem to cinch up a pretty good off season as far as uh, mm-hmm. you know building up the roster for 2018, and then then they started to uh, have the bad things happen again. Right. We so talked about snow. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we don't. Yeah, we have another, no idea. We mentioned that. Yeah, we don't even know anything about that yet. That bomb's gonna drop any minute now. Yeah, I mean, literally any any second now they could announce. Yeah, that suspension. Yeah. So. You mean the sexual we- harassment thing? Yeah. Good. What would be worse? Fucker. Would it be worse if he got suspended for a long time or if he didn't get suspended at all? Well, <laughs> no. Not suspended at all. I mean, because that would be. Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. I. They're basically right now in, like, you know, the part in Poltergeist where they, they she says, this house is clean, and then it all comes back, and the, the, pool, the, <laughs> the skeletons are in the pool, and Carol Ann, it's a, it, that's where they're at right now. They just. The house isn't clean. They, in they, a situation like this, I will 100% defer to the victim on their feelings on this. Oh, yeah. If they're, if they're okay with whatever happens, I'm okay. If they're not, then I will be like, okay, you're, you know, you're right. Defer to them. So who knows? Maybe he, I, I was going to say maybe he like 
apologizes and comes clean, but that's not that's not how these things go. No. It's not going to happen. Nope. Ugh. Okay, gross, bad. Twins are bad. Let's move on. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is a better topic, but it's definitely a different topic. I can I can promise you that. This question is for uh, Chicken Fingers. Uh, hey, Chicken, who do you think is going to be the next U of M hockey coach? Who do I want to be, or who do I think will be? I would start like with who you want. Two part answer. Both. Yeah. I want to hear both. All right. You're the Dinky Town ghost, and you get 100% of the call here. What's What sure. What happens next? So one thing I have neglected to do that I wanted to do was look back at Mark Coyle, the Dinky Town, a.k.a. the Dinky Town ghost, at his track record of hiring coaches. What is his typical move when he hires a coach? Does he go outside? Does he go inside? Young, old... Um, what does he typically do? Does he do some eighties like to do the opposite of what they had earlier? So if you had a Tim Brewster, offensive-minded, loudmouth, they like to go with a defensive-minded, old stoic guy. Leslie Frazier do the opposite. Yeah, uh, I have not had the chance to really dive deep into the Dinky Town Ghosts past. But I would, I would like if you just went with your gut here and sport of fact the whole thing. Just make it up. My, it's okay. <laughs> my gut is Gensel, that they'll say you, this is your job to lose. They'll give him every opportunity to interview, to make his case. He's put in his time. I think he would have to, unless Coyle already has somebody ID'd and picked. You know, most ADs have a, a list in their desk. Of if my I mean, head coach gets hit by a bus this morning, who am I going to call? They all have that list for every sport that they're right. responsible for. Yeah. Does he already have somebody in mind thinking, all right, if the Gophers didn't make that NCAA, I'm going to ask Don to step aside, whether you want to call it a resignation or firing, I don't care. And this is the guy I'm going to go ahead with. If he, unless he already has that guy, I really think they're going to give Gensel every chance to make his case on why he should be the, the coach. Lindsay, Can you remind me of his l- resume? L- <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike Gensel has been waiting to become Gopher hockey head coach oh, just... longer than Prince Charles has been waiting to become King of England. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been literally like twenty years where Mike Gensel's been the top assistant, Don Lucci is top assistant. Like, all right, anytime now. I'm just waiting, you know, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for old Donnie to retire and I can take over. Wait, so he's been an assistant for like I thought he left. He was he was an assistant in the late 90s then for a few years he was coaching a US, USHL team. Okay. I, I can't remember which one, Des Moines or something like that. And then he came back I think in the mid 2000s and he's literally been there since then as the top assistant just becoming angrier and angrier <laughs> every passing day. <laughs> But is this going to – have they had a tough enough run where the Dinky Town Ghost will potentially be like, no, I, I need like a really fresh outside perspective. we got to shake things up. So that well, is where I'm going with my – Scott Bell, now he's the other assistant on the team. Um, but he's only been there 
John, has he been there for two years now? I think I I, I, I want to say last year was his um, first Pat- year as an assistant. Only left and he replaced. I think I, that's the way I, I, think, I remember it. Yeah, I think, I think I think he was with the Penguins for both of their Stanley Cup runs. Yeah, he, he, was. he wasn't a coach the, then. He was a I scout know. for the Penguins. But. If only there was a way for us to look this up, but doesn't exist. <laughs> no, I'm I know pretty sure was, I'm right. I know he I'm was pretty a scout sure I'm right. For well, that I know for sure. So if that timeline, I know for sure he was a scout for both of. Penguin, Pittsburgh's. Yeah, standards. and they won the last two, so totally. it only makes sense. Okay. So, so he's another does, potential? I think that's who I prefer. Now, it's not 100% an outsider, but he's new enough <laughs> that it's not, he's not Genzel that's been there for a million years. He's, <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, though, I can remember very distinctly back in, like, 2004 when the only way to talk college, there was no Twitter, Facebook was barely a thing. It was like the U.S. College Hockey Online message board. And people then were like, you know, I think Scott Bell would be a great next coach for the Gopher men's hockey well, at team. At that time, he was like 30. Right? Yeah, he and he was like, like he'd been at Ham- he was coaching Hamlin. That he'd been in Hamlin for like a year and a half, and people were like, Scotty Bell, he'll take over for Lucio, and he's inevitably fired at the end of this year, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's your message board. That, they're yeah. like probably right now writing, oh, Middlestead, player coach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just amazing to me that the two the two first candidates that come to mind have been there for 15 years that have been on the top of the list of oh we should go nobody to go else is emerging team. yeah uh bell I'm, i'd be okay with um beyond that i don't have anybody that just jumps out at me like that's the guy that's that's who they have to chase i don't have some guy that's coaching you know, the Fargo force or whatever in the USHL that's yeah. 33 years old and just a ball of energy that you want. Person, I don't care if you're an alumni or not. I suppose it makes a difference because you need the dollars. Well, isn't there uh, one of the other local Minnesota schools that are awesome right now? They have good coaches, Mm-mm. right? Do they just not no. view Minnesota as being like Mm-mm. a better job? They don't exist. Mm. <laughs> Those teams don't. I don't know. It's you got the Gophers that, that got, had a down year, and then that's. I mean, Michigan's going to the tournament. <laughs> what Is that about, who you talking like, about? No, I was Michigan? thinking like, doesn't like uh, Minnesota Morris have a no like a club <laughs> team? They got a club team, but they don't. Not at the same level. Mm-hmm. You see, I really don't. What wanna, about the? I, I, I don't want to step in here because I think. Uh, John and Chicken, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Sioux Falls Regional has all three Minnesota teams and Air Force. Is that correct? That doesn't sound right. Okay, I thought, <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me either. That would, that would be really yeah, that bad. can't be. Okay. That can't I, be right. It, just, no, it, they're not I'm playing not, a regional in Sioux Falls. Come on. Let's all come on. Fuck. <laughs> Hypothetically I, I, speaking, if there was another Minnesota hockey team that was really good but maybe didn't have the allure of the u of m would a coach of this hypothetical made up let's use that um that team from the tv show coach mm-hmm. <laughs> the eagles or whatever they were were they purple eagles the screaming eagles screaming eagles let's say the screaming mm-hmm. eagles this little plucky outstate minnesota team 
had turned into some sort of really, really successful, like a nationally ranked. Just bear with me. I know this is insane <laughs> and impossible. It's a TV show. It's coach. It's fucking, you know, uh, would the would the coach from coach on Screaming Eagles hypothetically, theoretically submit his resume to be the head coach of, of course, the U of M? Of course. Why of course. wouldn't he? he That's would. he'd yeah, submit he'd be, his resume, but then you. the U of M would be like. Get the fuck out of here! This is a t- you're on a TV show, idiot. This is real. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Well, that got us nowhere. Yeah. When, <laughs> when, when, when Air Force wins that hypothetical region, that's going to be my punishment for being as mean as chicken fingers. Oh, oh my god! It's going to be a reckoning. Oh, oh, you know what? Chicken will find time to be on the ne- that next yeah. podcast. He will. He'll somehow find oh. time. It's like, forget that. Me and Chicken Fingers are driving to Stu's house. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a knock on the door. We'll be I'll recording. He's going to get up and be like, who could that be this yeah. time of night? Why is my landline knocking? We, we don't have a landline anymore. <laughs> I will be literally coaching. I, I it won't matter. You'll hear me like yell at you and blow the whistle. <laughs> then you get back on the phone, yell at you, blow the I whistle. I got a baseball bat. Chicken's got a nine iron. And Stu just, there's a... Hell to pay for Stu. Yeah, well, you just accuse <laughs> Chicken of playing. Being, you accuse Chicken of being a golfer, so that's kind of that's not so going to be easy for you either. Right? Hey, I've I've golfed with Chicken before. Oh, that's right. Another forgot about that. Another quick uh, question for John: If you were a, a in Vegas and had to put lines on the next coach, what would be the what would be your odds breakdown? Ooh, that's a good question, especially since I'm terrible at doing the odds math off the top of my head. You don't have so, to do the X to 1 sort of thing, just the pie chart, like 25% chance this guy, 20% chance that guy, etc. All right, I think there's, uh, I think it's probably 50% that it's going to be Gensel, just because if I was Mark Coyle, and I, 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 he found Mariucci Arena, I'm proud of him, I didn't know he knew where it was. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but that's he was he was there for the press conference. I saw the pictures. So good for him. If I was Mark Coyle, my main concern would be that Mike Gensel is going to snap and kill me if he doesn't get the job, which is a legitimate possibility. Self-preservation, so number one priority. Self-preservation would rule the day because it's not like Mark Coyle gives a crap about gopher hockey anyway. Nobody in the administration does. So. He legitimately it's, would be like Stu taking over uh, Yale and having to try to have an opinion on like the rowing team. Like I don't know what the I fuck feel, rowing is. I don't I, understand it. Uh, I would just right? say I, mean, I would just say coxswain and start giggling. That would be my contribution. That. that would this be the entire press conference. <laughs> they call that guy coxswain. Look at it. It's a real word. That, it's a real word. I can say this right now. You're not believing it out, are you? Coxswain. Coxswain. <laughs> I feel like Mike Gensel is going to get an outlook an Outlook meeting invite on his calendar for next Monday morning from from Mark Coyle's assistant. And Private so invite. It's gonna, it's, it'll say interview or something mm-hmm. like that, and he'll go in there, and Coyle's going to lean across the desk and say, Mike, I have just one question for you. What is Chad Hartman really long like? We ha- <laughs> how long have we had a hockey team for? Because I didn't know. Yeah. I thought it was a club team. Now, I do just you get found funding that- from this school, or is this an intramural yeah. Do you guys buy your own jersey? How do you guys get the jerseys? It yeah. seems like they're branded with our colors. Okay, that makes anyway. a ton of sense. So 50% Gensel. Lindsey Gensel will be the head coach. 50% Gensel. Um, I'm going to go 
25% Coil's going to go totally off the board and hire somebody from just complete left field. Like Glenn Somnor? I, <laughs> yeah, Glenn Somnor. remarkable. <laughs> this, this is one, one that I saw suggested, I think, very, in the paper this morning where bad. I was like, He'll, he might do that. Uh, Tom Ward, who used to coach Shattuck St. Mary's, and now he's a Sabres assistant. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know, that actually, that sounds like the kind of thing that Mark Coyle would do somehow. Well, would he also, what about like, there's got to be some very famous alumni types that are like assistants somewhere or something, right? Oh, for sure. There's tons of them. I, I I give somewhat high odds to Grant Petolny, just because he's a total ball of fire and he's like... 36 years old and yeah i so know it that would name. sort of be the up-and-coming hire what, what is he doing and it right would make now? he's coaching in northern michigan and they actually had a great year after being terrible they were just garbage for a number of years and Patoni took over this year i think they improved by 12 or 13 wins or something like that okay and that's my choice everybody loves yeah everybody loves playing there because he actually has people skating rather than playing defense yeah and yep. it'll make me feel impossibly old because I was in college at the same time as Grandpa Tony. But so. he's uh he's a millennial. He's uh, yep. uh, mm-hmm. uh he's, upstart. That's uh, my He's choice. not a millennial and he's uh, also he's extremely grumpy. Oh, like wait. even when he even when he was like a sophomore in college, he was like the captain of the team. He was just that type. Oh. Where he okay. was just grumpy and pretty much ready to burn anybody's butt. So Never mind, I'm out. I, I'm out on yeah. him. I want uh I want a firecracker like like seventy five percent of PJ Fleck without the Brandon. Brandon is going head. online tonight to write that Casey Middlestat for player. Casey coach. Middlestat, player <laughs> coach. Fuck it. Yep, that was actually let him coach themselves. Yeah, millennials FTW. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So and you don't. So have, I don't know in Vegas. I don't know where we're at on the on the screaming. Yeah, I don't know where coach. we're at on the pie chart. Okay. Well, you went 50 I, for Genzel, and you went 25 off the board, and then you stopped. Oh, uh, I'll go 12 for Patoni okay. and 13, a coach from the former WCHA back before Barry Alvarez ruined America. And gotcha. I, everybody seems to think it's a possibility. I genuinely don't understand why someone like Scott Sandlin or Bob Motzko would want to coach the Gophers. Like, oh, I can get way more people just angry at me all the time. I get some more money probably, but also the facilities aren't that much better than what you get anywhere else. And the important thing is that we have to play Penn State 452 times a year instead of actual games that our fans care about. So I'm, that's what I want to do as a coach. I'm very impressed at how you just slid over that more money thing as if that's not a huge concern for some of these guys. Well, I mean... Maybe it is, but Scott Sandlin's been the coach at Minnesota Duluth since you were covering Scott Sandlin, Brandon. Oh, yeah. So That's very true. I got I to ima- gotta imagine that he's probably fine with whatever he's getting paid at Minnesota Duluth. But remember that these guys in power, it's a huge – that's a huge part of it is the power trip sort of thing. And if there's more – funding or a higher visibility uh job i assume a lot of them are very fiery competitive folks and would take it but i could be wrong i don't know duluth already got a new rink that's not the size of a basketball gym like their old ones i saw that yeah right 
Yeah. So maybe. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't really know anymore. I'm I'm so out of it that I I don't know if if the UMD job is close enough in comparison to the U of M job. I have always thought that the U of M job, no matter how their recent last, let's say, five year run has been, was the higher profile job, and you would take it if you got it. And if you didn't, you were a wuss, and you had something wrong with you. If you're like, I want the comfortable thing, but I don't know. I could well, be wrong. maybe. Maybe I just have seen too many go for hockey games over the past few years with 4,000 people who are all texting other people on their phones rather than watching the game that I just am too down on it. How much is the new coach going to be maybe not uh, responsible for that, but be sort of involved in trying to turn around the vibe there? Do they they give a shit at all, or are they like sitting in meetings trying to think about (laughs) – New ways to get more. Well, what's fans he going to do? I have unless no idea. He's also in charge of the, unless he's also in charge of the ticket office and maybe owns a time machine so he can go back in time and not kill Barry Alvarez. Absolutely ruck over. Yeah. <laughs> kill Barry Alvarez. Maybe not. Maybe come up with a season ticket policy that doesn't involve rucking over all of your longtime diehard fans. I mean, it's just a thought. I mean, so maybe I don't if, think they they obviously are not like a hundred percent in charge, but I. They have to have some say in it, right? If he has a time machine, that would be... If Doctor Who is available for coaching the team, I think that would be a good hire. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Chicken, uh, you're going to... I know that you have to leave early. You're going to give us like a two-minute warning before you got to go. Is that right? Uh, I've made some accommodations. I'm fine. Oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. Clearing the calendar. I'm sorry that that you're going to have to. I know you're trying to usher me out of here. But yeah. you're stuck with me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're going to start talking wolf soon, and I'm pretty sure you're going to oh, very quickly be no, like, no, what, never mind. combinations <laughs> fell through. Oh, they just <laughs> fell through. Yeah, That's no, they amazing. just fell through. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got to go. We'll just see got I, the no, text. I was going to talk. Yeah, I go <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Well, I don't know. I guess I, 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 guess I don't. Uh, but, okay, this Matsko, how long has he been the coach at St. Cloud? Uh, I'm going to defer to Mr. Puck who is a big fan of the Matskos. About a decade. Okay, so he's fairly entrenched as well. It's not like he's just a oh, yeah. three years up-and-coming guy who's been on, on his way up. He's He's been fine being that guy, and he may be fine being that guy from the future. And what about the um, what about Mankato? Are they good anymore? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're in that region. The tournament right now? Yeah. They're, in this, they're, the other, they're the third team. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Hmm. As a bonus, Mike Hastings looks like the kind of guy that would wear a leisure suit to the we- to a wedding because he hasn't <laughs> bought a new suit since 1978. You know? Yeah, yeah. If he wasn't coaching Mankato State, he'd be coaching West Virginia men's basketball. Basically, that's uh, yeah, that's what he looks <laughs> like. Yeah, that's true. That is a true statement. Oh boy. Okay, I want to uh, really quickly ask one last question about the about puck and then we'll move on uh, and this is for chicken how do you think uh in 50 years from now will the lucia run be remembered i, be, I believe it was 19 years if i read the headline correctly and hung what two banners i think maybe three two two, two banners two hung two banners how will it be remembered not by you because i'm pretty sure i know how you will remember it but like an average an average sports room hmm he will be remembered uh, for the first memory will be that he won two national championships. I believe he's like the third winningest coach of all time. He'll be remembered that way. He may be remembered for oversight when 
college hockey's downfall began. He may be held responsible in a way for that, that he was the coach when that happened. He didn't do enough. Regardless to, of if he's at to blame or not, history may not view him kindly in that in that sense. I don't mm-hmm. think he will be viewed as poorly for the last, let's say, 10 years or 15 years as he will for overseeing the team when they transition to Big Ten hockey. If Big Ten hockey is as big a disaster as I think, as everybody agrees it will be, it'll never recover. You'll never convince people to care about Ohio State. Um, If that occurs, I think he'll be, if there's anything bad that people look back at him on him for, it will be for that, more so than not going to the tournament in 2018. That'll become a, that won't be such a big memory. Well, we've said this on the podcast before. We are four drunken idiots who happen to be right about everything. And one thing that we were right about, or so far have been right about, is that the only thing college has going for it in every sport, the only thing is tradition. Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. no one watches this for the quality. And so that's the last thing that anybody should ever screw with in any college sport is the tradition, the rivalries and all that sort of stuff. And they did it, and it's been a disaster. So I don't know. Maybe in 50 years from now, Ohio State versus Penn State hockey is an amazing thing. Uh, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't seem... think I don't think you can really underestimate how bad the Big Ten network has been for Big Ten oh, sports. No, it's and it's I say very oh, I say sports? that knowing I thought this was just hockey. I say that knowing that in some ways there's a lot of sports that were probably saved by the Big Ten network. Certainly in Minnesota, there were a number of sports that they would have cut had they not suddenly gotten the Big Ten Network to start providing 33% of their budget or whatever. But also, the decisions that it's led to have been ridiculous and awful for the entire conference. If there's one, if there's one picture that's going to show the, the, the true stupidity of the Big Ten as a whole and Jim Delaney... I don't know if you saw the pictures of the Big Ten tournament, the Big Ten basketball tournament at Madison Square Garden that they held a week before they usually do so they could play at Madison Square Garden. And they put a they put like a road sign outside showing the distances to all the Big Ten schools from MSG and they were all like eight hundred and fifty miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like Rutgers Rutgers was sixty three miles away and Maryland was two hundred and eleven miles away or something like that. And, like, Minnesota and Nebraska were 1,300 miles away. That's just, it's pure stupidity, and you could see it coming from the very early days of the Big Ten Network when the conference expansion thing started, and people started talking about, well, Maryland or or, or Rutgers would provide this or that TV market. And you thought, well, this doesn't, Maryland makes no sense in the Big Ten. Rutgers makes no sense in the Big Ten. Even Nebraska doesn't make a lot of sense in the Big Ten. And it just tracing it back to the way that college sports were before the start of the Big Ten Network and the way that they were afterwards, that was the tipping point. That was what caused basketball to be meaning more and more meaningless now. That's what caused Big Ten hockey to start. It's 
all trace back to the Big Ten Network. And if we hire that hockey coach with the time machine, they need to go back and make sure that that doesn't happen because it's ruined so much about Big Ten sports specifically, but it's it's had ramifications throughout college sports as everyone tries to launch their own network and then make decisions based on the TV network rather than what college sports is actually about. John, I also have a... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I have a, an additional theory that to, right. to tack on to what you just said. I agree with what you said. I think the the advent of social media also did not help the introduction of the Big Ten Hockey Conference. In that, the WCHA had been remodeled and revamped over the years multiple times and survived. Um, it's not like right. the WCJ went back to 1933 or anything like that, and it's just this tradition that your grandfather and your his grandfather, you know, everybody watched. It's a, mm-hmm. that was even a relatively new phenomenon. Hmm. Um, my my thought was my my I haven't fully vetted this thing, so I'm vetting it with with you as with most yep. theories. Um, I'm vetting it here live. Um, had. If we didn't have Twitter or Facebook or these other things where you can speak in real time to others who have similar viewpoints or similar interests as you beyond your little circle of buddies. So had they introduced it in, let's say, 1991, the Big Ten Hockey Conference, you might have thought it was a bad idea in your head. You might have thought, oh, this kind of sucks. But that it may have just ended there. Or maybe you bring it up to your buddy over a beer but it doesn't go beyond your buddy, and then you just move on with your life, and you go to a game, and you're like, oh, this is okay, whatever, it's still hockey. And it would have caught on, perhaps, with Michigan and Michigan State. Those rivalries would have caught on, and everyone would have. It would have been okay. <clears throat> the trouble is it gets introduced, and now there's this, you know, like you said, 47 games with Penn State, and you think in your head, this kind of sucks. And then you write that on Twitter or Facebook, and then somebody, yeah, this really sucks. And then 47,000 posts later, everybody agrees, and it's just this snowball that rolls down here. This sucks, and you can't overcome that groundswell of opinion. It just never will get beyond that. Once the masses have spoken, and everybody now can see, hey, everybody kind of feels like I do. This sucks. And it never really had a chance to get off the ground because it was introduced in this dawn when everybody can speak to each other. Well, and it's also one of those sort of like teetering on the edge of relevance sort of sports to begin with, where they probably could be very reliant on word of mouth and everything else. People might give it a chance if everyone's like, hey, have you gotten a load of this? This is fucking awesome. You know, it's not like Major League Baseball. People complain, but it's so powerful. People have so many ways to look at it on their own, watch it, etc., where there's there's a counterpoint to whatever. All I have heard... And I mean, I'm a perfect example is like this, it, this sucks and it's the worst. And now I don't care. Well, I just take Why my cues from folks who know better. And I'm like, well, yeah. then fuck it. I, I, I you know, it, uh, again, it's a teetering on the edge of relevance to begin with. I've already got enough time. If you guys were every single podcast, if I would bring something up and you guys would be like, it is a blast. It is so fun. You got to get down to that Penn State game. <laughs> I would have gone down. I would have for sure. You would have convinced me. You would have 100% convinced mm-hmm. me that it's whatever. And, like, I think another perfect example is uh, is the loons, our loons, our favorite loons. I am 100%. If people are like, the product sucks, don't go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to give it a chance beyond the word of mouth. And if they love it, I'll probably try it out. So, 
Yeah, I think there's something to be said about that, specifically with some of these sports. Uh, quick correction, Brandon. I think you meant the first yep. place loons. The first place loons. What uh, I, I yes. said, our beloved loons, but I meant to say the first, first place, place yes. Thank dominant. You. Thank you. In... First place, place in, in uh, the N, the M. It's the MLS. Soccer. MLS. <laughs> yeah, they won their home opener. Stu, how, the, how did the brewery, how did the oh, brewery yeah. make out on the morning in the home opener? Uh, it was very busy. It, oh man, it was full. We, oh, um, yeah. as you know, uh, Surly Brewing uh, brews Rising North Pale Ale, the official beer of Minnesota United. Uh, we had a lot of beer out there, a lot of cans, a lot of draft lines. Uh, could not keep it in stock. Had a full house. Uh, had live music. Had a DJ. Had a think- food truck. It was great. Uh, next game is. Uh, March 31st, the day before Easter. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Which they finally smartly moved from Easter Sunday. Yes, it took them. That was one of those things where they were like, oh, we couldn't get the stadium. And they sort of talked about it. We're like, maybe it's not a good idea to play when everybody's going to be at their grandma's house. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very, very wise uh, move to uh, flex that one over to Saturday. Yeah. Should we play on Thanksgiving Day at 2 p.m.? Maybe not. Maybe not <laughs> right then. Right. Uh, okay, I Stu, think we got to move experience, on. All right, I got go one ahead. more question for Stu about beer. Oh, yeah. Yep. In your experience, do Minnesota United fans drink a lot of the official beer of Minnesota United, or are they more split? Oh, they they drink a lot of it. I They're very brand loyal. Um We've, I could tell you that just, I mean, I don't want to give away too many company secrets or anything like that, but I think that is the number one beer that we sell at TCF on game day by a I'm, comfortable margin. I'm guessing a pre-game, a lot of different fans come to your, come to Surly. Yes. Who are the worst fans? Oh, Who boy. Who do you hope never come back to Surly? Uh, <laughs> I Clarence, this, 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 Clarence, this is not going to surprise I mean, sorry, Chicken, this is not going to surprprise you at all. I would, okay. I'm not going to be too sad if the Eagles fans don't come back anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> you're just you're Jeez. just trying to butter me up now. So, I know what you're doing. Uh, um, so savvy. But, um, there's There hasn't been, like, anyone that's, like, super – Yeah, I mean, I would guess – I'm not there on Sundays before Vikings games. Um, we're all of, well aware of the meathead quotient at uh, professional games. Um, How about so, like Orpheum concerts? Like, you oh. know, those <laughs> sons of bitches that go. Uh, no, God. no, no, I. Okay. Yeah, no, I know what you. I, boy. So, I mean, before Gopher games, you're gonna get you get the alums in there, you know, the Arnie Carlson looking dudes, and you know, we have Slayer going on overhead, but they're still sipping their sipping their surly hell, which is always fun to watch. Uh, the hockey guys, boy, this is good Gopher beer game. here. Yeah. yeah, boy, they do a lot. They do a lot of good stuff here, don't you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was there before a they... Gopher basketball game one time, and it, that's exactly what it was. It was a bunch of sixty eight year old grandpas in like ill-fitting crew neck sweatshirts and uh gigantic hat gigantic hats oh it's the it's the <laughs> collared shirts dress shirts yep. underneath the gopher sweat gopher sweatshirt oh yeah yep. yeah it's oh, their yeah. it's their day out i mean god bless them i hope that's me when i'm 80 it just they look like they were having a blast but yeah that was yeah that was who was there when i was there it was great 
yeah. So yeah, there's that. I I can't yeah. I can't say there's a real uh, again. The Eagles were the worst. That was pretty easy as far as local guys go. <laughs> there's no real one that stands out. But if I was there on a sun, football Sunday, I might have a different opinion. Yeah, that's got to be the answer. Yeah. The okay. Did, let's do. So I went. I went to a, a Twins game in Philadelphia about maybe ten years ago now. Yeah. At uh, Twins versus Phillies, and we sold. We had an extra ticket. We had a guy that didn't couldn't go at the last minute, so we had an extra ticket to the game. We sold it. We had really good good seats, and we sold it to a guy out in front of the stadium, a, a Phillies fan, and he gave us a counterfeit fifty dollar bill. So we, he, <laughs> he gave us a 50 oh after the game. We it's went like an to an urban legend, but true. And the guy, the bartender holds the thing up to the light or whatever. And he's like, oh, dudes, this is, this is counterfeit. And so, and obviously it's a 50. It's not like we had, we were carrying 50s. We remembered that that's the, the 50 the guy. <laughs> yeah. gave us. So shit. we, um, on the ride home from the bar, a we picture, gave it to um, the, the taxi driver. That's who we gave. We, you know, it was like twenty bucks or whatever taxi trip. So we gave it to the taxi driver. He gave us our change back. I think I was doing some retrospection. I think that's the karma that got me butt fucked by Philly. I think that's us <laughs> grifting that fifty onto that cab driver. I think that's the genesis. It makes of perfect all sense. The, everything. Anyways. Let's hope to God. I'm just. I'm just right now crossing my fingers that he was able to pawn it off on someone. And it just kept continuing forward back to the it's person who gave it to him initially. It's still in circulation. Yeah. He immediately went to like, oh, fuck. I, all right, I'm going to go to a garage sale and buy some stuff, and hopefully they don't pay attention, and then continues mm-hmm. forward. Let's hope yep. it didn't stop with the, the poor cab driver. God, you sons of bitches. Well, it's dark. It, the cab driver, he's not looking up at the light to see if he gave him the right money. Oh, no. I, I know you got away with it. It's just, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Brandon. Let Mister Chicken Fingers explain to you how he got away with passing no, off a counterfeit. You 50. see, he didn't look in the light. There was no. See, what he, then he, no, he didn't have the marker thing, Brandon. Little marker, <laughs> <that you> Brandon. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We've got a lot of more questions. I think we're like two in. John, this is my monthly one-minute uh, allotment question to you. Is there anything new about the wild to discuss? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think they're they're headed for what might be the best move oh, under sorry. the circumstances. Well, they're they're not really headed for heartache because 
there's a couple of teams in the in the Western Conference that are just sliding. St. Louis I just is wanna, terrible. Mike, sorry yo. to cut you off. That is a song, though, right? I did get that. What? Reference, yeah, right? Yes, headed that's for wing, a, Winger. That is a uh, Winger song. They're headed for a heartache. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes. Headed for a heartache. Classic. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> The thing, the thing that they might be headed for, Colorado's been on an incredible run and has almost caught them in the standings. And it actually would be kind of a good thing because the the best thing that could happen to the Wild from a playoff perspective is if they got the first Wild card, which would mean they would end up in the Pacific Division yep. playoffs, and they'd have to play they'd have to play Vegas in the first round, which Vegas has been amazing this year, but the Wild have actually beat them all three times that they played. And the other teams in the Pacific Division that are going to make the playoffs, San Jose and uh, probably Anaheim and maybe Los Angeles, are not all that good, whereas the Central Division playoffs are shaping up to just be ridiculous. My purds! My purds! Well, the the podcast, they are the most amazing hockey team ever assembled. Purds are unstoppable. The Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. They're going to be the top seed in the Central. The Winnipeg Jets are going to be the second seed, and they're pretty much unstoppable as well. Like I said, Colorado, if they overtake the Wild or don't, they've been playing amazing, and the Wild wouldn't play them until a future round because of how the seeding works. But the even so, the, the Avs have beat the Wild like 7-1, to 7-2, to and 5-1 to in their last three games or something like that. So... They don't want to play Colorado. So if they could get themselves sent out west, it would be bad for me because these playoff games would take place in the middle of the night. Oh, that would suck. And I would get no sleep ever. You'd have to take but two weeks for off of work. So, yeah. John. Why you, haven't you been at work, John? Well, <laughs> these things happen. One thing that would be interesting if the, if the Wild played Vegas in the playoffs first round, the Vegas fans would obviously be hungry for the, for the playoffs <coughs> and would, would – mm-hmm. Buy up those tickets immediately because right. it's brand new and it'd be exciting. But don't underestimate how many wild fans would want to take the trip. Oh yeah, Junket City, Las Vegas. Oh, so the bidding war that would then ensue from those wild fans wanting to go to Vegas for a playoff game versus the Vegas fans in Las Vegas wanting to keep their oh, tickets. Yeah. That bidding war, it would be, it would be like. Your, your meathead, dickhead, brother-in-law. That when he, you're in that fantasy football league, and he loved like Peyton Hillis. <laughs> and he just wanted to draft him first. And you're in like an auction league, and he just yeah. keeps going up. Fuck it, he's just yeah. gonna spend ninety nine dollars on Peyton Hillis, whatever it costs. <laughs> I fucking love Peyton Hillis. You know, it would be. You're totally right, and finally we would infuse Las Vegas with some money. That is the best part about this whole thing. They are. It's hurting. good to really help that struggling Vegas economy. They'll well, use it for good. Have, we know that. Jerk off, you know, middle manager from Woodbury that just wants to get to Vegas, and the Vegas fan would be like, fine, fucking $24,000 for this ticket. And I would be like, well, Caitlin, yeah. you're not going to St. Thomas next year. You're Sorry. fucking. I hope you like. DCTC because you're going to learn, yeah. learn how to be a fucking welder because you're not going back to accounting school. Yeah, that's amazing. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so we think that they're they're in the playoffs. We're trying to get them to tank in a very perfect manner in order to get out to a different yeah, we're, division. 
we're trying to get him to finish behind Colorado, but ahead of Los Angeles. That's Strategic the, tanking. I love it. That's the current eye of the needle that we're trying to thread. Yikes. Okay, that's going to be tough. All right, we've got to move on. On the other hand, yeah. if they... If they did okay. end up finishing third, they'd have a playoff <laughs> series against Winnipeg, and that'd be super fun because, I mean, Winnipeg's like 49 hours away up I-94, but even so, they're close, and it'd be fun if that was a real rivalry and not just something that we're trying to make happen. Right. Good point. Okay, I'm done okay. now, Brandon. You can move on okay. to whatever stupid question you have. <laughs> All right, yeah, I do have a stupid question. This one, this stupid question is for Stu. Stu, oh God, okay. uh, would you like to watch the would Would you like to watch the first Timberwolves playoff game with me? Oh, dude. Yes, I would. Want to watch it together? That'd we should. Be super right? fun. We should. It'd be fun. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Yeah, it would. It would be a fun time. It would be a fun, good time of good friends oh. having. Good fun together, and that's yeah. what matters. Be, we could talk to Rand. Uh, Rand would be interested, I bet. Rand would definitely Wait, be interested. I'm, I looked up basketball. I'm a little reference. confused. Yep. Why are me? And, why are me and Chicken not invited? Oh, I thought you guys had signed off. I'm so sorry. When uh, this is, this is why, John. I'll tell you exactly why we're not invited. Because when Ricky Rubio knocks the Timberwolves out of the playoffs. I am going to send each and every one of you a picture of my B-Sack. DM, non-DM, just out there in social media, the whole thing. Public at, yeah, what do you care? Make an account. Yep, Yep. Star Tribune, page two. Post it online on the blockchain. (laughs) Get it on the blockchain. That's why we're, at least that's why I'm not invited. Put it on the cryptocurrency sites. Uh, (laughs) Next door. Yeah. Bitcoin uh, on the scrotal, Bitcoin dot uh, biz. <laughs> scrotal blockchain reference aside, uh, the real Black Swan event would be like a four or five Utah Minnesota matchup. Which I mean, oh I don't, man, I don't, it would be the coolest. It would be I the d- best. Oh god, that would be just so painful. I mean, our beautiful oh, our beautiful so Almondite be- son oh. comes back to Minnesota and. <laughs> takes them out i mean and and, it's, and the thing is for the I wolves mean, the wolves need to finish somewhere between three through six in order to actually advance one round because you know i don't think anyone i mean portland's been playing out of their mind but i don't think anyone thinks they're going to beat houston or golden state and no they need uh, to they need to stay within the sixth seed you're right yeah yep. Any, anywhere between three through six that'd be great because that gives them an actual shot at winning a fir- the first round this has been a fun hypothetical conversation. I just looked up the basketball reference um, playoff odd website, which, as uh, listeners know, is a favorite around here. They have the Minnesota Timberwolves at, uh, and this is March 21st, at 95% chance to get into the playoffs. My we God. know for a fact they're not going to be making the playoffs this year. They will <laughs> definitely not make the playoffs. And so I just wanted to just you know, cheekily ask you the question about watching a playoff game, knowing full well that uh, they're going to miss it and I'm going to jump off my deck and land uh, and uh, chicken fingers will come and heroically save me from suicide, if only to set me down gently on the ground and then uh, rub his taint on my face. Have you seen Officer and a Gentleman? I'm going to carry you cradle style. I am taking this Set man. Set you down gently. Set you down gently in the grass. Brush your hair back <laughs> kindly. And then 
Do <laughs> just <laughs> flop it right there on the old forehead. A little mushroom stamp right on the old forehead. <laughs> like it's Ash Wednesday. Oh, let's just dust mark up with a where mushroom. we belong. Where the eagles fly. On Richard a mountain high. Deborah Winger. <laughs> wow what a hero for saving him oh my god what's he doing to him what is he doing is this Flap. a new his pants off is this a new way to say is this a cpr mechanism a CPR. he looks like he's opening the victim's mouth and putting his nuts into his mouth that isn't oh god i'm right. no doctor i'm no doctor yeah i apologize uh, to my mom who was listening yeah. to this Oh yeah. man! Ugh. My wife God, was really hoping we'd do a lot of dad talk tonight, and instead we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Ugh! All right, let's move on. That's enough wolves. Um, I got one question now for Chicken uh, John. In the green room, you asked us to hold off on this topic, but we're we're here to the fifty-eight minute mark, and I think we can ask Chicken. Brandon. You didn't. Nope. You didn't answer my question from the green room, which is: If the Timberwolves made the miss the playoffs, will Tibbs be huh. fired? Oh, um, he will not be fired. Glenn Taylor is, is far too old to make uh, a move like that. I think he's going to give him a couple more years, no matter what. Well, that'll be great because he's going to sign Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah and whoever else was on the Bulls from. Six years ago, and eventually this squad is just going to be run into the absolute ground, and it's going to be all Tibbs' fault. And Luke. the only person left standing is going to be Mr. Chicken Fingers, who's been Luke. asking questions this whole time. Yep. Luol Dang will be the small forward. Center will be, <laughs> yep, right. you guessed it, Luke Longley. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we talk about all the time. He's so frustrating as a coach, but they're – on pace to win like 47 games, maybe 48 games. They won't, obviously. We know this, right? They're going to lose their last 10 They're and go 41 and 41. It's, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, it's, I've, the, I, I am the person who would argue, yeah, it's stylistically, aesthetically, whatever. It seems a little off, but wins are wins, and we shouldn't really complain about it that much. But again, basketball is different. I want it to be fun to watch, and I don't know what to say. Like, we, we ranted. You gotta. I mean, we raved. You gotta we give Tibbs credit. He. It's a West. He took a team. A, he took mm-hmm. a team made up of the two best draft picks the Timberwolves have ever acquired and a top ten NBA player, and barely cracked five hundred with him. I mean, you gotta give him credit for that. Uh, who are you saying are the two best draft picks the Wolves have ever had? Well, the two highest draft picks they ever had. Yeah. Well, tied with Anthony Bennett. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Anthony Bennett, (laughs) the saddest man in Timberwolves history. Always looked like he'd just just gone through D-Day and seen every one of his friends from the Army die. Just sound like he legitimately, I think, just didn't like basketball. What a weird thing to be a number one pick and be like, I don't even. I saw a quote last week, and I don't know if it was true or not. Uh, it could have for sure been a joke, but I thought I saw somewhere that Brett Hull claimed that he is it Brett Hull. He's like, I don't even like hockey. I'm just, you know, I'm just really good at it. It's not my favorite sport by any means. It was so weird to be amazing at something you don't even care about. That was Anthony Bennett, except the oh. amazing part. 
Like podcasting. Or else. Uh, he also traded for that top 10 player. He didn't have him. So, you know, it's it's an easy thing to bitch about him because I bitch about him all the time. I'm like one of the best people ever at bitching about him. But I can't deny that they are a pretty solid, they're, they're a solid team. So I don't know. I, I hate him. I want him to go away immediately. And I also am happy they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how to circle that square or whatever the term is. So you are just going with he's the worst. That's your right. that's well, your point of view. Ever since he ever since he ran off Ricky Rubio, I've hated his guts. So Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And the Rose signing is the perfect one. We screamed about it yeah. and he was terrible and then he has been good for two games. So it's just such a weird place to be because I'm like, Oh, cool, you made a basket. I also still hate you and hope you get cut immediately. It's just I don't like those guys on my team. Like so no, like we just talked Derek about Rose it. credit like, for scoring six points in twelve minutes or whatever he scored. No, I'm just saying like he has good moments and I hate that. <laughs> I just want I don't want bad people on the teams that I cheer for. Is that so much to ask? I mean, yeah. All right, continue with your other question. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting tonight because for once we're not recording the podcast at midnight and so I'm actually yeah. still awake at this point of the podcast. You hate my questions. I get it. I'll do better next time. Uh, okay, no, this, is for, uh, this is for uh, old CF69. I just want to open the floor for you and ask, what are your main concerns with the Vikings this year? Do you have many of them? Or do you just, is it just Kirk? What, where are, what are they? What are your hot-button issues? Sure, offensive line. It starts there. Okay. Um, I believe that... They will not spend. There's no free agent currently available that will that could improve the offensive line. Um, I am in their draft position that they have available. I am uh, concerned that they won't be able to draft. That they won't be able to secure someone high enough that could make a significant difference. Uh, nobody trades in the, in the NFL. There's very few trades. It's unlikely mm-hmm. they'll trade for anybody that can make a difference. And I don't think they're as good as maybe some thought they were. It was kind of partially a dead cat bounce. They were so terrible that any improvement just looks remarkable. And I also think that Case Keenum and his mobility made them look better than they were. And now with Cousins coming in, I think that they are due for... Uh, regression or staying the same but Kirk Cousins not being mobile at all will really expose their their weakness and from there that will make the running back position and the wide receiver position and everything with the offense just that much worse and because Kirk Cousins is so expensive they won't be able to um, shore up the defense I do think the th- that Philadelphia exposed just how far behind the defense really is. Mm. Um, I, I hope that was a that mirage. This, I hope so too, but you just saw how yeah. much faster Philly's defense was than ours. And by the end of the season, our defensive line depth was showing. They were just exhausted and could, couldn't get any pressure on freaking Nick effing Foles. And um, they, they didn't do really anything to address that depth. They, they signed Richardson, but that's just one person. And they lost Tom Johnson. And, you know, that 
who isn't great, but my point is that they didn't address their depth. Um, that's my concern, is it all kind of stems from the offensive line, just kind of trickles down. And we'll, So let's say and, here... The, the schedule will be that much worse, too. Much oh, more, yeah, the difficult. schedule. That's a tough schedule. Uh, so here's a hypothetical um, that I, I don't think you've thought through or thought about. So I just want to broach right. it, and this is this is radical. This is weird, um, and again, not anything that's ever popped into your brain as being a remote consideration. Well, that's most but things. just, just that you know, be mo- that covers a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just bear with me for this weird weird sort of scenario. Let's say Rick Spielman is having a conversation with Mike Zimmer, just the two of them, in a conference room. That's on like the 11th floor and it's, it's just them. And this conference room is like a corner office sort of thing. Windows all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. And Rick Spielman, you know, Zimmer's patience with him is just so thin is wearing so thin mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking, thin. in this sort of mm-hmm. funny, weird scenario. Finally, Zimmer, who, as we all know, is like 111 years old and uh, he's, he just doesn't have time for this. He finally snaps. And even though he's 111, he's got this old man strength. He lifts up Rick Spielman, all 312 pounds of him, and just throws him through a window to his death. And uh, somehow he like gets away with it. I don't know. It was an accident, something. And, uh, and Mike Zimmer uh, and Ziggy calls Zimmer and says... Uh, you can choose the GM. This tragic accident happened. You were there. You sad, You tried to save him. You tried to do the the life-saving mechanism where you ran down to the floor and you pulled your pants down and you put your nuts in his mouth. <laughs> Somehow that didn't work this time. You tried. You tried your best. You can hire whoever you want. And Mike Zimmer snaps his fingers. I got a guy. I got a guy down in Cannon Falls. His name is Chicken Fingers 69 He's my new GM. You get a phone call. It's ZimDog. Sup, bro? You're hired. What do you do uh, in the draft? Do you go seven offensive linemen? Round one, round two, round three, round four. Pew, 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 pew. Guard, tackle, guard, tackle, center, tackle, guard. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um, First of all, first thing I do is how much am I getting paid? You're getting paid... uh, one dollar more than your current job. That I'm not taking it. That's so. So nine hundred thousand dollars and and one dollar. Understand that I will be fired from my GM <laughs> position within a year. Yep, they you got one out. year. I have no idea what it, what I'm, and then yep. I will have burned every bridge I had in my existing position. So you're okay. going to need to pay me far more than just one dollar more than what I'm making now. So all right, let's start with twenty million dollars per year. Twenty million a year, life changing. Uh, will you bury a couple bodies for me? Oh, I'd do that anyways. I have. <laughs> I will be able to make it up on the back end. Twenty million done. I've heard that before. That was all right. So twenty, okay. anyways. Yep. I. Uh, I. I'm unqualified to answer. I don't. What yep. what options do I have available? I'd, I'd st- get on the horn with other GMs. Yep. 
I would um, the very Wheeling first and thing dealing. I would do is um, use the twenty million dollars that I have been given to call, and I would do research to identify young, smart, analytical, underutilized minds on other teams, double their salaries, bring them in to analyze the situation and give me informed options on how to move forward. Which you then take and say as if they're your own ideas and give yourself credit. There's, right. I do that. Like it. That is part of being a manager, Brandon. You know this. Of course. That's, um, the, that's the only way to be a manager. There's no other way. Yes. Unless it sucks. And then you're like, well, Jesus, Johnson over there in the corner. understand that I, this was not I my know. idea. I, no. I'm I mean, just I'm, it out there. I tried to polish it up a little bit, but I'm trying to get these guys, you know, There's only so much let them own themselves. Yeah, we're trying to take yeah. the training wheels off of these guys that, you know, you understand. Tap dancing for these idiots. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You um, get some smart people in, and then do you go hardcore offense? Offensive line seems to be your concern. You want a couple playmakers? Because I, I feel like the they got a lot of playmakers. A, the offensive line needs to be addressed, and yep. you start there. Who on the offensive line is good and who is bad? I feel like uh, Fat Elvis is good, right? Or the, is he bad? Who, Fat Albert? Is that what you said? Elf line. <laughs> or Pat Tiny Elf Elvis. Line. <laughs> Pat Elf line. <laughs> oh. Tiny Elvis. Uh, he was better than expected. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Also, uh, 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 is he above also, average? He, like, if you rank the thirty centers in the league, where would he rank amongst the thirty centers? I, he broke his he, leg in the Eagles in game. The in case anybody re- forgot that, by the way, <laughs> that too. <laughs> so, can he bounce good. back? So he's got one leg. Oh boy! Yikes! A little setback. A little setback. Yeah. Huh. So you start there. I get it. That makes sense. Um, I'm not sure if there's anybody on their line that ranks in the top 10 at their position. And there's nothing that Spielman can do now that will really change that because you're right. Their first round is so low that they're not going to have a day one starter. Those are usually like top 10 picks, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I was going to play the famous game. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You could say maybe they'll pluck somebody, you know, outsmart everybody else. Maybe. You know, is that really that really what you think is going to happen? Really? I feel like Spielman has one good year out of every six. He's like a one out of six years guy, and he just had his year. Everything worked out for Spielman last year. And the, the blind squirrel, not that sort of theory, it's all going to go to shit this year. Well, that's the Jason Tyner home run people who, theory. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jason, yeah, okay. Well, he hit that one home run. Yeah. He's <laughs> got power. 2,700 at-bats. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make him a home run hitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that's my thinking. The Our famous game when a team seems like they're in good shape here uh, is how are they going to fuck up this time? And they always do. Mm-hmm. And we're never really sure how. The most obvious yep. answer right now, if we were going to be putting odds on this, is their offensive line goes to shit. And Kirk so. Cousins is running scared all game, and he throws, I don't know, like seven interceptions a game? That's what he does when he's scared. Oh, oh, fuck, here's the ball. <laughs> Which is what I would do. But I'm also <laughs> yeah. not being paid $30 million a year. You know, I don't want to I, – I, 
I'm finding myself sounding like I'm an emotional sports fan. After that Tibbs thing, when it's like, hey, the results are he's good, but I don't like him. I, I feel weird about that. And the second thing is Kirk Cousins is the exact same scenario for me. I know that results-wise, stats-wise, he's good, but I don't like him. Mm-mm. I just I just don't like him. Mm-mm. I think he's too corny mm-hmm. for me. I That's the problem. He's hmm. too much you of want a cornball. back to have a little bit of cock swagger. A little bit of little bit of riverboat gambler in him. Is that what you you're after? I just don't want this like uh, walking chicken soup for the soul book. That's who I sure. don't want as a as a quarterback. <laughs> that's, I don't. That's the best possible way to refer to Kirk Cousins. Those days with Maury. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, that's that's my thing. Man. I don't care well what done. sort of attitude he has. Country boy. Uh, weird attitude, silent, sure. anything. Just not that. Arr. You got the you got the goofy con- like country hick. You've got the manziel like oil baron, just kind of inbred goofball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want a little bit of Baker Mayfield, just the cocky frat boy, fuck something. I get it. Yeah, or a put your head down and just be who you are, Teddy Bridgewater type. He wasn't going around yeah. spouting off footprints in the sand in the locker room. <laughs> but kind of a wink to him. Yeah, the, the, Teddy's kind of like, you, probably behind the scenes, he's kind of an ass, not an ass, but I don't know, a jokester or something. Kind of a wink to everything he does. That's something, like, oh, yeah. He's real. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Ugh. Uh, okay. Um Last question for you, Chicken, before we got to sign off here. Uh, who's our backup team this year? I think we've got a couple options I'm going to throw out to you. And, sure. and I just want you to think about this. We don't have to have an answer. Okay. No. The two obvious ones that I come was... to mind, number one, the Jets, just because of our boy, mm-hmm. Teddy Bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh. Number two, Cleveland, because everybody hates them. And that's the perfect time when we swoop in. That's what we do. We find the most hated, biggest loser yeah. team, and we go, no, nope, there's mm-hmm. something there. We think Miles buy Garrett low. is going to get 35 sacks this year, and then we and we mm-hmm. you know we kind of buy low on those guys. So those are the ones that come to mind for me. Um, but we should maybe just do a little bit of thinking on on that. No, well, I'm going to search through the penny stocks. I like I like where your head's at. Um, I like the I like the Jets angle, the Teddy Jets angle, but mm-hmm. I love the Browns angle. I love. Yeah, it. I, I mean they are hated. Everybody hates them. Like, the problem I can't remember. So there was like a wheel of fortune with their quarterbacks. Like fuck, the thing just spun around. Who do they land on? Who do they end up? Who's going to be their starting quarterback? They signed like Tyrod 50. Taylor. Yeah, is their so starting quarterback. And then they're and then they're gonna draft. They'll draft like somebody the kid from Wyoming or probably the kid from Rosen Wyoming. or Darnold or somebody. Yeah, one yeah. of those guys. So it'll be Tyrods who's who's competent. He'll get him a few wins, which is nice. Um, yeah. So that's so our that's, angle has often been teams with kind of underappreciated but likely to be very good defenses. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the angle we've taken. That yeah, and then whatever happens with their quarterback with their offense is just gravy. But just take the team that looks like they have a really young, fast, talented defense. Yep. Hope it all comes together on defense. And Jacksonville, again, perfect whatever example. happens on the other side, J- J- it's a great example. Carolina a few years ago. Oh yeah, um, that's how we play this game. It's just identify yep. the best up and coming D because everybody in the league focuses on offense. That's where the money's made, right? That's where the commercials are. 
That's, that's not where we Papa live, Jones. though. We care about yeah, results. It, that's exactly right. So we look on that defensive side of the ball. They may not win the Super Bowl, but that's not what we're after. What we're after no. is just a team to we'll promise. shatter expectations. That happens mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball, which is will, maybe the most w- dad thing has ever been said, is that defense wins games. Yeah, of I will say like, that we're if required you guys, to say that. <laughs> if you guys decide, you know, the Vikings aren't really enough for me, I'm going to add cheering for the Cleveland Browns to my portfolio. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's so that is leaning in right there. <laughs> that is just, I, I'm going to, there's a punt, there's a fist coming at my face. I'm going to lean into it. Let's for really every, make this thing. <laughs> team we pick, we always do a sound. Now, do we really want to do a Browns sound? That's yeah. just. It'd just be a sad trombone. It really would. We have to learn what the brown note is, and then we'll play that on the <laughs> podcast every time, and every one of our listeners will shit themselves, <laughs> which they're probably doing anyway. Given their diets, yes, Bobby I think Brown that's song. already happening. <laughs> we could sing Bobby Brown songs like the Ghostbusters theme. So true. Great song. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. step I take. Girl, you'll be there. Oh, yeah. Every little move I make. Yeah, that's a great one. It's very underrated. There's so many ways to go. So many directions. So just I, think on it. I just like the Browns. It. Well, I like I like the Browns. Mm-hmm. Let's, that's that's the leader in the clubhouse, but we got all off season to crunch the numbers. Sift yeah, the pennies we do. stocks. Yeah, if they pick up that amazing uh, college uh, defensive lineman, and they've got the Miles Garrett, and then that new guy, that could be a mm-hmm. it could be a reckoning, my friend. That'd be yep. the defense we're looking for. So we'll we'll yeah we'll get in the tape, we'll get in the all twenty two in the film room. We're going to be there anyway, just watching tape. You, me, Jaworski, Andrew Kramer, Jaws, Kramer, yeah, all the all the best guys. Uh, okay, I've got time. Do we have time for my last question? We're one yes. minute and 19, one hour, 19 minutes in. Yep, we are. Uh, Stu, can you describe what this new Surly beer tastes like? I believe it's called like Plus One. Oh, oh, the First Avenue beer? A, a, a Golden Ale, is that what it's called? I think it's going to yeah. be available in stores, right? Yes, it will. It actually releases hmm. tomorrow. Paint me a taste bud picture. Uh, taste bud picture, it's a little less hoppy than what we're usually known for. Uh, it's mm. going to be a very crushable, easy drinking type of beer. Um, not quite like banquet beer, but I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's definitely going to be more palatable to my dad. Okay. <laughs> All right. And what percent alcohol is it? Uh, ABV. That's roughly. what I, uh, 5.1. Ooh, all right, crushable. That is yeah. that's like boat beer. Is yeah, that boat beer. Um, that's gonna look so cool because it's an all black can, including the lid. So it's gonna look very cool on your uh, pontoon. Oh or, shit! Yeah, or if you're like a you know, pontoon beer, a pontoon yeah. beer, um, like the Metallica. If, if you're cabin mooching, that's this my summer, favorite Metallica. Yeah, album. If, you're, if you're cabin mm-hmm. mooching, this is a really good beer for cabin moochers. Oh, hey, oh Jesus! You should have called it the cabin mooch. 
Uh, well, actually, plus one is way better. It, it, it is a collaboration with First better. Avenue. I don't know that that would have gotten over <laughs> with First Avenue. The First <laughs> Avenue cabin mooch. Like what? Yeah. In well, the... I'm open if you ever want to collaborate on a cabin mooch. I don't know what I'm doing with beer, <laughs> but I'll drink them. You just keep bringing them. If you want to collaborate, yeah. we make. I drink. That's how yeah. that works, Mr. Yeah. Fingers. You said you love every single one of these. At some point, you have to try to differentiate. Give us a we, direction here. We poured all the different beers into one bigger beer, and you can. <laughs> drink that all right <laughs> you think you're better than me <laughs> we're gonna have it's to gonna be like i'll show you <laughs> so john yeah. i i wanted to ask you a quick question john um sure i misplaced and i, I feel terrible about this too um i mm. misplaced the invitation for the surly pizza upstairs vip tour and private dinner experience for the sportive can you forward me your invite I just I I don't know I lost it. It's yeah, gone. I was actually wondering about that too. I checked my I checked my spam folder like three times a day, I but know. I I haven't gotten one yet. No, so did that you, I know of? So did I, you send I it to my that, Yahoo account? Because I don't check that I anymore. Ass, I I assume that Chicken Fingers. I assume that he can just RSVP for all three of us, right? No, Finger. I just get a plus can, one. And I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Irv. So I'm gonna show up 15 minutes after the event starts when everyone else is cleared out because you and Irv are there. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what? It couldn't happen to a better guy. Irv deserves this. Irv deserves the I actually spoo experience. I actually get a plus three, but I'm just bringing Irv. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's just Irvin. <laughs> just Irv and then two to go bags. That's your plus three. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that opens in... I know we're doing so many surly advertisements tonight, but we are the unsanctioned official uh, sport of pod, or podcast of Surly Beer. But uh, the Surly Pizza Upstairs opens uh, at the end of March. Is that right? It opens on Good Friday. Uh, you're going to have to be more specific. With I have no idea what March, that is. March 30th. Presumably with heathen. a fish pizza? March 30th. <laughs> Instead of pizza that night, they're having a fish fry. How do you grow up in Minnesota not knowing when good fry? Like, how do you? What does the path of your life look like? You've just avoided knowing what Good Friday is. Even even the atheists in Minnesota have Good Friday events. I honestly have no idea. You know, I got. I was with my grandpa this week, and he finally was just like, "When? Hey, can you remind me when were your kids baptized?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, oh no, they weren't. He knew. He knew. He, he knew, knew full well it's what a he was asking ask me. Ask question. Just that such is an not, asshole. That is such a passive aggressive way of <laughs> asking. Yep. And then he just the huh, huh, and just silence. Huh. So you want Sorry, your kids to go to hell, Grandpa. huh? That's the yeah, so that's, that's where they're the headed. Plan. Interesting. Huh. That's not a okay. choice I would have made for my children. Not what I would have done. The yeah. hell thing probably yeah. isn't the angle I would have taken. Yeah, kids these days, yeah. Who knows? You're in charge, though. Yep. So I've had enough. I've had enough uh, guilt, ga- Catholic guilt this week. You guys, you guys, I've already hit my limit. You can't do anything. Well, let me tell you, Brandon. My buddy Dave was never baptized, so uh, he's about he weighs about two eighty. He's got a big giant red beard. And uh, when we were up at the cabin, we got drunk and and uh, took him out into the lake, and we baptized him. So oh. maybe that'll happen with your kids. <laughs> we thought that was Boy. pretty funny. He, yeah, he's, he's very lucky that was lake water. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I purify you in the waters of Leech Lake. Now open your mouth. Here's my nuts. There's an airplane, and he's about to drown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, cool. That's all my questions uh, for this week. Wow, good job, So everybody. what do you think? We got through a lot. We got through a lot of questions. Yeah, we did. So good job. We're let's, the podcast uh, that asks wrap it questions. Up. <laughs> what? We're the podcast that asks uh, questions. That is. That's true. That's a good point. Let's update the... Uh, does anybody have any way to get into our website to update? No? Subtitle? Mm-hmm. Subtitle? No. We have a website? Motto. <laughs> I think we got rid of that thing for... Yeah, who knows? No, All right. We have a website. Thesportive.com. Sportive.com. Maybe. That's a sportive fact, actually, right now. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's say goodbye, and then we'll uh, we'll catch up with everybody next week. And press stop now. Goodbye. 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 